Um, it's going to be an interesting show, but it's going to be a fun show. Uh, we've got Nick and we've got Dirty Money Brandon Tabato with us tonight. We're going to be talking some Evil Dead Rise. Gentlemen, how are you both doing tonight? Now I'm doing fantastic. And uh, just want to let everybody know that this will be the last show that I use this laptop for. Uh, I'm <laughs> fucking tired of doing this. Christian's for Chrome Bear and streaming. So I, I get paid on Wednesday and I will be getting in on Wednesday. So everybody give me shit in the chat. I can't help that this laptops, but I can get a new one. So sorry, no video, just audio. You guys don't like me anyway. Y'all are here for Christian and Brandon. What's up, Brandon? What's going on, Nick? What's up, Christian? We caught a little bit of that, Nick. We can catch all of that, but we caught a little bit of it. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is this is such a fucking train wreck. But you know what? We're here, and I'm happy everybody is with us tonight. Um, Evil Dead, man. I uh, Evil Dead Rise. It's gonna be a an interesting conversation. Um. I've talked to Nick a little bit about this, the movie already. Brandon, I told you I didn't want to hear a single word from you about mm -hmm. Evil Dead Rise. Obviously, if you're watching the show, um, guys, I want to say, you know, this is going to be spoiler-filled. So I'm <laughs> Jerry Nelson. This is going to be very spoiler-filled. So uh, if you haven't seen the movie, I do recommend uh, taking a hike. Uh, but please come back and watch the show. Um. I mean, whoever wants to start, whoever wants to jump in first with Evil Dead Rise, I mean, please take it away. Um, I'm, I'm ready to hear it. Nick, Brandon, go ahead. Go ahead, Brandon. Go <laughs> ahead. Knock it out, Brandon. Take your time. Let it rip. Um, I really liked Evil Dead Rise, man. I was, I went into the theater knowing I was going to like it, though. You know what I mean? Because, like, I just have faith in these movies. Um. I really liked Evil Dead 2013. Uh, judging by the trailers we saw leading up to this movie, we've talked about this before. It seems sort of in line with with the tone of that film more in line, more than it was the uh, the original trilogy. And I just had a good time with it. Uh, I really found no flaws. I think it felt it felt a little bit too short, even though I think it was 90 minutes, right? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. very long. Yeah, just um, did it beat you up? It did, uh, but uh, <laughs> it, it just it just felt it felt um, it felt way too quick you know what i mean like i wish it would have been like half an hour longer i was having such a blast with it i had a little bit of a problem with the third act which we'll get into later I not a too. problem it's just like um i wasn't a huge fan of the uh nick i think you called it the abomination oh nick's gone he'll be back he's going to okay. get I, he's getting on his phone i told okay. him yeah we got to get him on his phone that abomination thing it's a cool idea i just thought it's something weird about that man it just felt it's just something strange but it was strange man it was strange I'm stuttering over here, but it was kind of a weird third act. It was a weird third act. I've got issues too, but I I, I want to wait to talk about the um I want to wait obviously to talk about the issues when Nick is here. Um I want to say though that I thought the the mom, the mom in the movie, um, dude, she was hot fire, like both literally and mm. metaphorically, and I loved her red yeah. hair too. Um, she's my kind of, like, I'm into those kinds of women, right? Like the tattooed, like, you know, nine 
how do you what do you describe what do you describe that kind of woman like like just tattooed mm. different because uh, that's like what my wife is spitfire, like right? spitfire I guess, spitfire maybe? yeah yeah you know because like my wife is like that right she's got weird tattoos like sydney has tattoos of kitchen appliances and fruit on her body mm. like that's that's what she's like and she has colored hair like i like those kinds of chicks so like i dug the mom uh a lot as a person, not much, not even talking about her getting possessed, but like the mom, I just like, those are my kinds of people, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> those are the kinds of people that don't judge you. <laughs> They're just have like we, uh, different, you know? Yeah. Have we seen that actress in a lot of other stuff? Cause she looks so familiar. And like, when I was watching the movie, I'm like, Oh, I know who she reminds me of when she was possessed, especially she reminds me a lot of, um, what's her name? Famke Jensen, the chick from house of haunted Hill X-Men. What is her name? Is it Famke Jensen? She's from Goldeneye and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Well, she I reminds me a lot of that actress, whatever her name is. Yeah. All right. We got Nick back. Nick, you want to check in with us? See how you sound? I mean, it's, it's better. My, it's my it's my phone. So, you know, it is what it is. But uh, the I'll laptop wanted to be a bitch tonight. So, yeah, guys, this is awesome. I left my headphones at work, too. So I'm just I'm having a great time. I'll take this any day of the week. Uh, really quick, we do have a $2 super chat. Um, Mickey B, that title card was epic. I, Nick actually texted me that about that the other day, and I agree. That's how you do a title card, right? That's kind of like that new wave WWE thing where you make this 3D title card like a part of the scene. Mm -hmm. And Dude, that shit was amazing. Um, yeah, that font. Oh, that font. <laughs> What's uh, so Nick, I don't know if you've seen, but whenever we get super chats, I play funny clips making fun of us, and um, I'm gonna play a new one. Oh! But you won't hear it on your phone unless you click the sound. If not, just listen to this. I'm gonna click the, the sound. I'm gonna click it. <laughs> now this this opening this opening credit sequence is great, Christian. Probably one of the best parts about this movie. I don't know if I'm being sarcastic or not. It's doll semen. Uh, <laughs> is that really what that is? Yeah. No. Yeah. That's semen. I'm fucking over the moon that. General Mills is giving us Chucky beating it. What can you say? <laughs> that was devastating. <laughs> oh, man. I'm having way too much fun making those, too. <laughs> uh, okay, Nick, now that we've got you back, um, start us off from the top, dude. Uh, Evil Dead Rise, you know, let's talk about this before I get to De Jesus. Start me out with Evil Dead Rise. I'm assuming within the first five minutes, you probably said to yourself, okay, I can relax a little bit. This movie is going to be fucking amazing. No, no. Uh, we get the opening with the camera work and I was like, oh yeah, hell yeah, we're in it. And then it's a drone. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. It's unique. Like, that's cool. Uh, was not sold on the opening at the beginning i was actually worried uh believe it or not uh oh, really yes um i felt like wow these are really bad american accents um and it really stood out to me i was like ah this is i don't know man and then um when it was when uh the girl sat up and was reading wuthering heights with her back turned and the voice like crescendoed into this like i was like all right. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm getting into it. And then the scalping happened Ugh. and there was gnarly. 
was gnarly. Mm -hmm. Loved it. Didn't so much love the makeup of the scalping after it happened. It didn't really look that realistic to me. Um, and I really did not like that fake ass prosthetic head. I mean, why even show the face? Like it looked nothing like him. Like, let's just no. So no, actually I was kind of like, I don't know. But then she rose up from the water and we got one of my favorite title cards I've ever seen, like uh -huh. ever. It was incredible. And I was like, all right, all right. Um, I, I think I'm going to like it. So actually in my review, I said I had two nitpicks about the movie and the opening was one of them. Uh, a lot of people loved the opening and I walked away from the opening just kind of ambivalent. Yeah, right. whatever, you know. Um, I preferred everything else after that so much more. But the the one thing about the opening that stood out to me was absolutely the title card. That shit was fire. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And see, I, I knew you felt that way about the intro, but I was setting you up. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm a professional. Uh, Brandon, before we get to you, um, De Jesus Custom Footwear says, um, how about Christian appearing in the movie as the guy who said there's no bad Freddy movies? I texted him about that. I did. literally texted him. <laughs> um, okay, so here's the other Nick clip, Nick clip I made. Uh, now, Nick, I made this with absolute love. Okay, I'm serious. This is absolute love. So this is this is my Mona Lisa clip of the night. Get ready to hit the sound button. Also the one that, that was praising Elm Street remake. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta believe in this. You gotta, you gotta have hope. Um, so, but I'll be damned if there aren't some great lines from Freddy in here, if there aren't some great kills. And honestly, I like a lot of shitty movies. Sorry. Dude, you're hilarious. <laughs> oh my god. Really <sighs> quick, we got Saturn video. Uh Saturn Video wants an instant replay on the old one. Alright, so let's do that real quick. Now this this opening this opening credit sequence is great, Christian. Probably one of the best parts about this movie. I don't know if I'm being sarcastic or not. It's doll semen. Uh, <laughs> is that really what that is? Yeah, no, yeah, that's semen. I'm fucking over the moon. That General Mills is giving us Chucky beating it. What can you say? And back to the show. Um, thank you for the donations. Uh, Brandon, take us away, dude. How, 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 let's talk about the opening. Let's talk about the, how do you feel about the opening? Nick's given his thoughts on the opening. I'm interested to see what you say about it. Uh, talk to me about the first five minutes of the film. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, that um, that fast-paced uh, running through the woods kind of turned out to be a drone was a cool gag, I guess. Um, I liked the triangular cabin, had good atmosphere. Um, I didn't notice the bad accents, though, Nick, like you were talking about. I didn't really notice those at first. Maybe that's what it was about them that kind of bugged me, though, that I didn't really <clears throat> understand at the time. But, um, I mean, it was fine. The, the head was kind of wonky and stuff, and I thought it was a little bit the the her going into the lake and stuff seemed kind of strange but i loved her coming out of the lake let the lake and you know rising like uh some kind of uh i don't know ethereal spirit with a logo behind her that was awesome that shot was worth it to me for that kind of decent opening tell me was that the same cabin as the 2013 cabin no really then how are we going to connect these goddamn movies 
Dude, you know what I mean? Question is witchcraft. And it's a different book, though, isn't it? Too. Yes, there are three. We learned that's... that in Army, Army of Darkness. Right. <laughs> I forget Army of Darkness is still canon with everything. Does that um, mean the uh, the 2013 book is supposed to be the second book? Yes. Okay, so we've seen all three now. Then that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, Lee Cronin said um, that Fede has a book. Well, Fede's universe has a book. Ashes has a book, and now Beth's universe has a book. But he has said they're all in the same universe. Like he, that's he right. Believes that. Yeah, I got to listen to that. I never got a chance to listen to that uh, podcast you sent me. I probably should have. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, I. I have a few nitpicks, but really the intro wasn't it. So I guess we'll kind of take it chronologically. Um, it looks like that for the most part, the chat liked the movie too. Mm. Um, I didn't it's see too Halloween many people ends. say they didn't like I, it. That, yeah, the discourse has not been like Halloween ends. <laughs> Isn't that nice, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, it's weird because I don't know how you guys feel. I mean, obviously I know how Nick feels about it. It's last in my ranking if I was going to rank them because – I mean, I know I'd probably get shit for this. To me, all four of the f- first Evil Dead movies are perfect five-star movies. I don't have a single complaint about any of them. And this one's four and a half. It really is. You know what I mean? And it's small little gripes. Um, I, let's just get into it. We don't have to go chronologically. I mean, one of the things that I didn't like, and it's a super horror fan gripe. I almost wish this movie had zero fan service because it was so good. It felt like it was like, you know, fuck you. We don't even need fan service here. So when they did the Dead by Dawn chant, I was like, oh, I, I didn't want that. Get out of here. That was awesome. That was I didn't, awesome. I didn't I like in, it. I was in the theater like, oh, that's good. Not only did they do the Dead by Dawn chant, but that was the only moment in the movie that we got the white eyeballs. We got the white eyes, that throwback look. I loved that shit. That was awesome. I, I I hear you. It's just I thought this movie was so good on its own merit that I was like, I don't. I at that point I really didn't want any. Uh, but again, that's that's one of them. And my biggest nitpick was, I thought the spider thing was not a letdown, but I just thought sh- the the mom was so scary and uh, intimidating on her own that the spider human thing was uh not lackluster either just like a not as not as i just thought like it didn't live up to the base the, the more the movie because she was so fucking scary and good and then when it became the human ball thing it almost felt like this is the only thing they can do for these two people to survive <laughs> you know because that mom was going to destroy everybody but then when they turned everybody into this um spider it's like oh well it can barely move. It has to crawl. And so that's the only thing for me. I didn't, I didn't love, but visually it was cool, but I was just like, man, that just seems like it. it I, I would have changed that. Quite frankly, I would have killed all of them. I really would have. I would have killed the sister. I would have killed the kid. I would have left no bodies. Uh, that would have been my preferred ending, but that's really the only thing. Think, the only two things for me is I, I really, would have rather zero uh, fan service because it was so good. I just thought it didn't even need a shred of it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree about Ellie not needing, um, like not needing to, she didn't need that. But um, for me, it was, I felt like it did become a necessary vehicle because she had her arm and her leg blown off. So she was not going to be able to pursue them anymore. Um, so I kind of took that more as a way of like, 
okay, let me improvise. How mm -hmm. can I still come after them? Um, but I understand which I actually thought visually it was kind of a letdown. Um, right. I, I didn't think the idea was bad. I thought that we just didn't get to see enough of it. And maybe that's because budgetary or maybe it looked a little wonky showing the whole thing. I don't know. I mean, what we did see, I liked. I, I actually thought the CG on the three heads near the end going into the chipper was really good CG. But yeah, I, I wanted to see more of it. Mm -hmm. But what about uh, you, uh, Buttered Milk Duds? What do you think? Um, my problem with the uh, spider thing is the same. Um, I know, Nick, you called it the abomination. I just wasn't a huge fan of it. I thought the mom was scarier on her own. And uh, No, the abomination is from 2013. Okay. Well, then whatever the spider thing we're calling, whatever we're nicknaming that thing, I just, I'm just i not a huge fan of it. The mom was way scarier on her own. Uh, no. Matter of fact, like I've already said, I think the movie was just too short. It really it felt too short to me. Not that it was rushed. Just I wish it would have been longer. But my biggest gripe, I think, if this is even a gripe, is I kind of wish it had just been the mom as the only possessed person in the whole movie because it was such a, a freaky ass series of events with, when it was just her possessed. I know that's not the that's not the Evil Dead trope, but I think that would have been cool as the experiment just to have one person in the movie possessed. Well, let me ask you, I, I, good point. I'll ask both of you guys how you feel about it. Um, is there a better Deadite in the series? than ellie because honestly solo deadite i think she's the best her mannerisms her i i just thought she was the best and i i henrietta's right up there i love henrietta and i love mia when she's possessed i think mia yeah. has the best lines but i don't know man i think like when it comes to the mannerisms the actions i think ellie takes the cake ellie was really freaky in this movie man like legitimately freaky and scene. so that's that's a really good that's a really good toss-up my favorite <clears throat> excuse me sound like i've dead at myself for a second my favorite scene it's when she starts stalking them and you see that shot from like like there's hallways in the apartment and you see everybody backing up and she's just like walking towards them i was just like holy shit man like this is terrifying um not only was she scary but she was intimidating right because she was tall and like that was actually really cool and I don't know. I mean, I'll tell you, like, if 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 I was gonna be afraid of any of them, it's that broad. Mm -hmm. You know, she was fucking badass, man. I mean, I I just, um, yeah. <laughs> if she would have came out the ground at the end of twenty thirteen, that would have been badass. Like, if she was the uh, the what you would call it, you know, the final boss, because the twenty thirteen ending to me was better than this movie <laughs> by a country mile. Quite frankly, I think twenty thirteen might have the best ending. Because we rewatched that a few days ago, and dude, that fucking ending in 2013 is just—that's hell. I mean, you know I what was, I mean? I was saying in my latest video, and I, I wasn't being facetious. I genuinely want to get the picture of Mia putting the chainsaw through the mouth of the abomination framed. Right. Like, get that shit framed because it's awesome, dude. It's fucking crazy. Um, let's get to this really quick. Um, Chris Cullen with a five dollar super chat. Thank you so much, man. He says, hey, guys, I love the prologue ending. I know it was underwhelming for CHH, but I loved it all around. Thank you, man. Let's give him uh, the Brandon clip. It's always been Creepshow 2. One that we have is a great value. So it's a whole Creepshow 2 also, to me, just feels like that perfect 80s time capsule. You know what I mean? Like with the uh, the Firebird and the second sequence and all that stuff. One that we have is a great value. So it's a Walmart brand. It'll flip your lunch tray. 
never disappoints, man. <laughs> that shit just kills me. Um, I don't know, guys. Where are we? I mean, do we wait another ten years for another Evil Dead? Now, that's that's my question. No, you know, and and if not, where do we go? Like at this point, what's the next step? Right? Are we doing another? This is the third book. Who's in charge here? Is Sam still in charge? And if so, does he have a plan? That's what I no. want to know. Uh, it's I think it's multifaceted. Sam is apparently putting together what they're calling like a Bible as they put it, for, like, the rules moving forward in the universe and whatnot. But Lee Cronin said uh, on that uh, uh, podcast that Christian still hasn't listened to um, that he, he feels some ownership now to it and that he feels like he wants to be a part of it moving forward, whether he's a writer, director. But he said, quote, I left a few things open and I have story ideas for where we could go next. So I think you're going to see Beth again for sure. Um, Brandon, I want to know what you think about this. Do you think it's just happenstance that Jane Levy was doing press with Alyssa Sutherland and Lily Sullivan for this movie? Do you, do you think that's just happenstance? I don't know. That's a good question. I, I have no idea. Is the plan for some kind of a convergence kind of thing? Is that what you're talking toward? I think it's more likely that Mia crosses paths with Beth than mm -hmm. Beth crossing paths with Ash. Yeah. I'll say that. Right. Yeah. I mean, that would be cool. I really do. I mean, I know it's supposed to be part of the same overall universe, but I really do like the fucking really hardcore gritty aggressiveness of Evil Dead 2013 in this one. Not oh, yeah. better necessarily than the Ash era, but... um. It, like the deadites in those first three movies in the first one they were kind of scary but like the ones in these movies are legitimately scary they're not having a party like the deadites in the first three films not to take away from those at all i still love those fucking movies but mm -hmm. there's definitely a weirder vibe to the 2013 film in this one yeah it's like they did the funny ones already too it's just like how many franchises have transitioned this well before i i can't think of a, mm -hmm. a horror franchise that's transitioned this well you know, because now the title is bigger than Bruce, which is yeah. the best thing for a prop horror property, right? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, when you say Evil Dead now, there's a few ways you could think, which is sensational, you know. Yeah, but I mean, if I had my druthers, I think where they should go moving forward, I think they should merge Mia and Beth's storyline somehow. Um I'd like to see Ash in there, but I do wonder because we're talking about the tone this franchise has taken on over the past two movies. And I don't know if that tone works with Ash. I really don't. And I know some people might be like, what are you talking about? I just don't know if it does. Um, I want to talk about that too. Yeah, yeah. Even in Ash versus Evil Dead, man, he's very jokey. It's more action yeah. and less horror. I just... I love the show and I love those first three movies, but I just don't know if there's a place for Bruce anymore. Do you think it would work if he was serious and, and like played it serious? If yeah, if we went back to Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, yeah, that yeah. kind like of the tone stakes of were Bruce. so high he, he didn't have time to joke or anything. Like it was just like, mm -hmm. dude, we gotta. That would be if, fucking. If you killer. could even do the grizzled Logan type depiction of him. You know, he's the old veteran that gets yeah. unwittingly pulled back into this and he wants no part of it. And it's just immediately go time. I could 
do that, but I don't want to see Ash putting the chainsaw on and going down and hunting deadites again. Like I, I, just, have, I go ahead, Nick. Go ahead, Nick. No, ahead. that's that's all I had. I want to hear what you had to say. I have an idea for the movie. Let me get through these really quick. Uh, first of all, thank you. I might be idiotic. Idiotic. What is that? I might be idiotic. Idiotic. Uh, thank you so much for ten dollars. Said I would just reverse the beginning and end and add some more filthy deadite dialogue. I liked everything else besides the accent slipping. I must have been I dude. I must just be an idiot for not not. I I never heard no accent slipping. I'm not saying it wasn't there. I just must be. I would. I got off a twelve hour work shift, so there probably was, of course, because Nick said it and other people saying it, but I can't remember it. Was it? It couldn't have been Jeepers Creepers Reborn. Bad. Is right. Uh, the the dude at the beginning was really bad. The one peeing off the dock was mm. really bad. But, okay, okay. Yeah, that sounds. You know what? I think I think I have a. I remember that a little bit. Um, let's give him the Chucky. Clip. Now this this opening this opening credit sequence is great, Christian. Probably one of the best parts about this movie. I don't know if I'm being sarcastic or not. It's doll semen. Uh, <laughs> is that really what that is? Yeah. No. Yeah. That's semen. I'm fucking over the moon. That General Mills is giving us Chucky beating it. What can you say? Oh my god, I just love these so much. Uh, the Nick one's my favorite one, though. Also, the Let's one that, that was quick. praising Elm Street remake. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta believe in this. You gotta, you gotta have hope. Um, so, but I'll be damned if there aren't some great lines from Freddy in here. If there aren't some great kills, and honestly, I like a lot of shitty movies. Sorry. <laughs> I like a lot of shitty movies. What can I say? Oh, Nick. I got to tell you, man, I made that clip because I love you. And to be honest with you, I agree with the things you like about Nightmare on Elm Street 2010. I do. Uh, so that's why I, I made the clip. That's it why I made hurt, clip. it's not hurting my feelings. I promise. I love it. It's just the funniest thing. I see. I want to make fun of myself. I really do. But somebody has to make a clip of me, right? Some like Brandon or somebody. You got to make a funny clip of the shit I say because I know I say quite frankly every ten seconds. You do. Um, I say uh every five seconds. Uh, <laughs> so I, I need somebody to make fun of me because it's hard for me to make clips of myself. Because then it Brandon's, seems like I'm not being genuine. Brandon's a way better editor than me. So leave I got, that to Brandon. I got something brewing up here now. Um, okay, so this is what I wanted to say. Um, I think you can do a movie with the three of these guys. The three of these people. Guys, girls, whatever. I think the, the this movie would play out like this. Because I hear you guys like, dude, Bruce is a funny guy. That's his, that's his. He's the B-movie guy, right? He's the biggest B-movie actor in the world. The new movie, Act 1. All right, so the name of the girl from the last movie that survives is Julia. That's her name? Yes. The Deadite? No, no, not the, the one that survives. The, the, the groupie. Beth. And then Mia is the name of the girl from 2013. Okay, this is this is the next movie. I don't know the plot. Uh, Beth starts Act 1. Act 2, you introduce Mia. Act 3, Bruce comes in. Because... You could argue it got over the top to where it was really more entertaining than scary, right? And Evil Dead Rise. And that's a perfect comfort zone for Ash to come in with some jokes. And then the first two acts, 
that's where you have your serious. That's the only way, quite frankly, I see that you can make a modern Evil Dead work and have Bruce in there. That's my two cents on the matter. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I want to see a conversation between an Ash era Deadite and one of these new Deadites and see if like, do they get along? Do they have the same goals? Like, what the fuck is the deal? What the I fuck is Bluetooth? I want to see that confrontation. <laughs> what would that be like? Just for one small scene, even if it's hokey, I want to see that conversation. Because there's such two different beasts. I want to know what the fuck, like, there's got to be some kind of weird relationship there. Or I guess yeah. three classes of Deadites, technically. So that's what's on your mind, Brandon. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's an 80s Deadite talking to a 2023 yes. I mean, that's you, you gotta you have to have that, right? I mean, they're the Deadites wow. of the first era are are weird, hokey, goofy. What? How are, are they alive or what? I don't know what they are, but they're fucking weird. So they're unlike the ones from this film. So if they're in the same universe, they both have to coexist, right? Didn't they kill them? I'm con you're confusing me now. Ash killed him, right? I mean, a no. death, like, where are they at? No. Well, do you not remember how Army of Darkness ends, Christian? Well, there's three endings. <laughs> I know, but the theatrically released ending. I watched this S-Mart ending. Yeah, so it's not over. I guess. And then so. you got Ash versus Evil Dead, which is a continuation from that. Yeah. In uh, Bruce's world, it's basically just become a deadite free for all. That's why I I worry about that. Like I worry, I feel like, and Christian's not gonna like this, but well, okay, never mind, Christian. I'll placate you. They could make the trilogy canon, but Ash versus Evil Dead would never have never happened if Ash is coming back, especially mm -hmm. with how that show ended. It, it it would have had to have never happened because it was like the apocalypse at the mm -hmm. end of that show. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess you could, yeah. I'd be totally fine with that, to be honest with you. I didn't hate the show. I liked the, I I thought it started out really strong, and then just like any show, I thought it had weak episodes and good episodes. You know. Yeah. But I, you know, but, I know a lot of people that didn't even watch the show because they, they, they didn't have Showtime. You know. Yeah. yeah Who had maybe. Showtime? And they I pirated for, the show. I did for the show. For yeah. the show. It was actually did, stars. Star stars. Even even worse. Do you remember Bruce like was openly saying, like, you know, everybody's like, when's season whatever coming out? And he was like, fuck you guys. Nobody's watching it. And the people that are are stealing it. So thanks, fans. Like he was pretty open about like being pissed off about well, that. Yeah, because he was never gonna come back to Evil Dead. Like he was supposed to be done. And then he was like, screw it, I'll do it. And like yeah. He was having fun in it too, and he was good again. Like, I mean, he was always good, but like, he was good in the role. Like, and and it was just, it was working. The tone was great, and people just had to download it and stream it illegally because, yeah, I don't fucking know. Yeah. So, um, Nick, remind the audience if they haven't seen your video today, your ranking of these films. Now, I'm interested in hearing it, and I'm sure they are. And then I want to hear Brandon. Did you watch it? Yes, I watch all your stuff. So you know then. I do. I want you to tell the audience. Okay, he's setting me up because. <laughs> ah, all right. Number six is the Evil Dead. Um, I, I guys, I know. I, I love the movie too. I love all of these movies, but 
I just feel like it is the one where they did. I don't know. They didn't really know what they had yet. Uh, number five is uh, Army of Darkness. I know Christian is seething right now. Mm -hmm. um, number four is Ash versus Evil Dead. I included it. Uh, like I said, I think the show is super fun. Three is Evil Dead Rise. Two is Evil Dead 2013. And one is unequivocally Evil Dead 2 for me. Um, and it's not a generational thing. I, I think for me, it's more, I like, I like more of the horror and, and some might be like, Oh, well, evil dead two is, is a, is a comedy as well. Yeah. But it's manic comedy. Like it's, it's not comfortable comedy. It's like, this guy's losing his fucking mind, um, which is horrifying. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's my ranking. All right, Brian, you can go last. Mine is almost the opposite of Nick's. Without the TV show, this is my ranking. Top to bottom. Army of Darkness, Evil Dead 2, Evil the first Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2013, and then Evil Dead Rise. So Evil Dead Rise is actually still last on my list, but it's like, dude, they're all so fucking good. But Army of Darkness is the GOAT. That's my baby. So at least Nick didn't have it last. You know, I can accept the first one being last, I guess. But they're so they're just so good. I mean, I don't think there's like any kind of like uh, right or wrong ranking, unless you're Dave Vanderhoff. But go ahead, Brandon. Uh, Take it away. Evil Dead Rise is my least favorite, um, but I still love the film. It's like like Nick said it's and you and I think you've said it before too, Christian. Is they're all great movies, like the Scream movies are. I just I like some more than the others. So Rise is is my least favorite. Uh, the first Evil Dead is my fourth in ranking. I still love that film, but um, it's just uh, it's not up there. Three would probably be um, Evil Dead 2013. Two would be Evil Dead 2. One would be Army of Darkness. Army of Dar Darkness has always been like the epic entry in the frame. I just love that fucking movie. So The pit bitch is so badass. Um did you guys did you guys notice any trailers in the movie that you were like, okay, that looks pretty cool. I'm ready to check that movie out. Do you guys remember anything? Oh yeah, Insidious. Yeah, I just saw that. I mean, I saw it on like a YouTube ad thing. And um, dude, is this the first? It's it, it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the star of the movie's directing it. Yep. Is this his first movie he's directing? Yep. Dude, I don't know. It looks pretty good to me. It. I mean. I'm already sold because it's the original family and Darth Maul is back. And I've been waiting for Darth Maul since the first movie. So, yes, I'm, you, I'm sold. And can you believe the first one came out, what, 2010? Wow. And guess what? Mama still looks good. Oh, Rose Byrne. <laughs> Mama looks good, dude. Um, I, I want to bring, now that we've kind of discussed uh, Evil Dead Rise a little bit, I want to get onto some beaten path stuff for the next 20 minutes or so. Um, Brandon, you, you want to jump in on that about, um, oh, yeah, you guys didn't talk about the overhyped cheese grater scene. Ben brings up really quick before we move on. Was it overhyped or something or I cringed in that fucking scene, man, a good cringe yeah, or like a painful was, cringe, like a painful cringe. Painful. It, was, it was very painful. Like it wasn't as, I guess people were expecting more gruesomeness to it, but it looked pretty fucking gruesome and, and painful to me, man. Yeah. Like I no. felt that shit on my calf muscle when that happened. I was like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah. I think a lot of people, it was because they were marketing it that way, like all oh, the cheese grater. People thought it was going to play a much bigger part, but I don't know. Just taking a cheese grater across the leg, that's oh. enough for me to be like, ow. Like, yeah. 
you know, it was the most painful scene to me was when the middle kid was swallowing shards of glass. That was the most painful thing to me. I was like, oh, God. And that's because, see, I thought I was going to be unsold about the kids getting possessed, right? But, dude, they put those kids through hell. One of my favorite, you know, you got, one of my favorite you things about this movie is, is when she has uh, she gets reanimated and she has the sheet over her and she's like mm-hmm. behind the little girl and then just lunges at Danny. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. Like that was it reminded me of The Conjuring. Like it reminded me of Bathsheba in the basement with the sheet. Like I don't know what it was, but it was just like I thought that was pretty effective. I thought that was really good. And also I see people talk because I don't want to get off Evil Dead Rise yet, Christian. There's a lot we haven't talked about. Let's go. Take it away. Take it away. I've seen a lot of people talking about the Deadite dialogue in this movie. And I'm sorry, but I thought the dialogue was pretty fucking good. Like, I really, really did. It was it was playfully, like, dark. Like, when, I, I, what is the, what is the, the daughter's name with the dark hair? What's her name? Middle child. Let's just go with that because there's no way I'm remembering. <laughs> I think she was the oldest. No, I Maybe. don't know. But well, anyway... She, when she's eating the glass and she like turns and says something to the effect of like, I'm, you know, I'm eating it to kill the bugs in my tummy. Like, then like my tummy hurts. And so I was like, oh God. And like, and then there's like the fucking, oh, and the voice modulation when Ellie is like saying, open the door, but she says, do it for mom and dad. Like, it's like, oh, like there, there, there were a lot of lines like that. Like, you fucking groupie, um, you groupie slut or whatever like that. Like, yeah, uh, you titty sucking parasites. Like, that's a great one. I didn't have a problem with the dialogue at all. I mean, how did you guys feel about the dialogue? Go ahead, Brandon. Uh, it was good. I think it was aptly cheesy in a way. Like all Evil Dead movies, kind of have that weird uh, cheese factor to it. Maybe that's a little bit of the remnants left over from the first three films. Um, still scary, still unnerving, but um. Cheesy and uh and like the most and I say that though the most um what sort of looking for here uh about it yes like cheesy in the best way like I was never taken out of the film by bad dialogue or anything like that yeah you know what I mean dude I I in context looking back now obviously when you get out the movie theater it's like oh those are great lines but dude it was so intense I didn't find it funny in the in the moment yeah, at it all was, it was intense intense you know I will I even I will I, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say I actually thought the mommies with the maggots thing was gonna be stupid, but in the movie I was like, oh, this this works. Like, dude, dude whatever she says, it, I believe it's it. So dark, <laughs> you know. It's so dark, and and I we had seen it in the trailers, and like still, I don't know about you guys too. I love that they kept the spirit of the sound design with this movie. Like a lot of people don't under, really understand, especially if you don't go see this in a theater. It's fucking loud like Mm -hmm. loud and when she screams when she gets out of the bathtub that shit was like hurting my eardrums and it was loud man like and it's just like yeah yeah i i i just got i just gotta say it like lee cronin is clearly a fan and he hit a lot of the beats i i you can tell he's a student of sam raimi and and i i really really dug that there was a lot of raimiisms in this movie and uh one of my favorite being the peephole scene like that that was just so inventive and freaky and yeah i just god god 
I, I saw some complaints on my video, my review of it. Some people were like, I thought we were going to get a bunch of people in this movie because it's an apartment complex. And um, I never, that never crossed my mind of that being something I wanted. Right. Um, I know. I just thought that was interesting. That was an interesting gripe. Some people had. Well, people, um, people were thinking that because it was in a high rise, they were going to utilize the entire high rise. I don't think that's why they ever chose the high rise. I think they chose the high rise for the, the seclusion. I, I think they chose the high rise for like, you are trapped up on this floor. Like right, you can't go anywhere. Like Brandon, don't worry. Demons two still did the high rise better. But yeah, exactly. That's why I think people expected because the whole yeah. demons two joke that everybody was talking about. I think that yeah. allusion to <laughs> I, I, I really think it was just for the claustrophobia. I think that's why they said it where they did. I don't think they ever intended to be like, we're going to go through the whole complex. No, I think it was just to be like, oh, shit, the earthquake happened. There's no way out. We're stuck on this floor. And I thought in doing that, they did it really well. Yeah. Oh, speaking of uh, earthquake, how about the the pit? Right. With the. uh what was that? Like a mail slash bank vault thing? That was badass. Yeah, it was. That was a killer scene. The Jesus statue fucking scared the shit out of me. That <laughs> was the one time I gave a little bit of a jump. I will also say one of the freakiest parts in the movie is when you get the side profile of Ellie as she slowly walks out of the bathroom and has that fucked up like Joker looking smile. And she just kind of like turns her head at him. I was like, Oh no, no. I, and I loved the playfulness of the deadite to pretend really quick. Like she was going to stab her. And like, she almost kind of like giggled when Beth flinched. I was like, oh, that's man. funny. That's funny. Like, that's like, I'm going to get you. Oh, just kidding. And then she actually does. That was cool. Yeah, I mean, dude, looking back, I'm almost sad that the the mom died now, right? It's like, dude, we're not seeing her again. She, she was through, so fucking good. She went good. through so much shit, man. She did not. I mean, it, it, that's how Evil Dead is. It, it, nobody deserves it, I guess. But, yeah, you really feel for her because she had just become a single mom with three kids that was really struggling. And it was like, oh, and your one of your dumbass kids is going to, you know, bring a demon out and it's going to fucking kill you. And, like... <laughs> Uh, ben Grimm says, would y'all open a book made of human skin you found in a random in a random uh, hole in the ground? I for sure would. Yeah, why wouldn't you do that? Uh, I, I love that they brought the vinyl record aesthetic back in this movie, right? And hey, uh, They corrected something from Evil Dead 2013. They didn't that? make it some dumbass character reading it aloud, even though it says not to read it. They made it to where it was a vinyl, and when Danny realized, uh, this is kind of fucked up. The, there was nothing he could do. It was just like, well, I mean, it's like trying to turn it off. Nope. You get zapped. Like, and it's just like, well, the incantation has already started. And I did like that because in 2013, how many people, myself included go, Eric, you're such a dick, man. It said, do not read it. And you're reading it out loud. Like you deserve everything that comes to you. But in this right. one, I mean, Danny just put the record on. And then it just wouldn't stop once the incantation started. So in that way, you're like, yeah, it's kind of your fault because you put the record on. But like the three of us just admitted we would have done the same fucking thing. So, yeah, that's actually yeah. Now that you now that you say that, that is a big fix from 2013, because who reads out loud by themselves? Like if you're in a room by yourself, you're not reading out loud unless you're just weird. You Especially know what I mean? Maybe it says, don't don't read this out loud. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Like, why couldn't they had a cassette player or something in 2013? Yeah, 
<laughs> um, the dialogue of the doctor guy, whoever was on the recording in this one on the vinyl, was really freaky. Bruce Campbell. That, that, oh, was it him? Yep, that's Bruce really? Campbell. Well, that dialogue and verbiage was awesome. There's your Bruce Campbell moment, right? Because was okay. He wasn't physically in the movie, though, right? There I never would have known that there, was him. There's two cameos by Bruce Campbell in the movie, and Christian, it's on that podcast. You really need to listen to it. Uh, I will. I swear to God. Lee Cronin told you, uh, told us which ones they were. One of them is uh, the priest on the. Um, I, I know it's him doing the incantation. Priest Conda. That is Bruce Campbell. I don't know if he's the priest the entire time, but. And then two is Bruce Campbell took a bite out of an apple in a recording studio in New Zealand and Lee Cronin just recorded him eating an apple. And that crunch is used when Ellie bites the eyeball out of the neighbor. That The crunch you hear is Bruce Campbell biting into an apple. Fuck so yeah. those are his two cameos. You know, so looking back, uh, that famous clip, I say famous clip, that jackass that was at the premiere... And he's like, this movie fucking sucks. I thought that was staged, but after watching it a couple times, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I think that guy just really didn't like the movie. <laughs> you know, it's just like, dude, what are you doing? But I, I don't know. Um, so it's a great movie. I, well, I, I, can we talk about one last thing, Christian? Take it away. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for you to steer okay. the ship because I'm just going to hear... be talking about uh, Insidious. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear what you guys think about this because I've seen a lot of people talk about it. And this is the first Evil Dead movie where we really take the time to set up the family and the relationships. Um, we've never really done that before. We got introduced to Ash and his friends and it was just like, this is his sister, his girlfriend, his friends, and now they're all about to die. And that's, that's all it was. And then in Evil Dead 2013, you get a little bit of it. Oh, this is Mia's brother. She's a drug addict. And this is his estranged best friend. And then it's just balls to the wall. This movie, one of my nitpicks was that I was like, why are we doing character development? It's an Evil Dead movie. Let's just kill people. But I can't nitpick a movie for character development because that's part of making a good movie. So like... I was genuinely impressed with the character development. It made me care about the people. I felt bad for Ellie. I felt bad for her kids. Like I, I really did. And I felt bad for Beth. Like I did because every, you know, she, everyone views her as that groupie slut, you know, like, and she hates that stigma. And I, I, I loved the character development. I mean, what'd you guys think about that? Go ahead, Brandon. Let her rip. Um, no, the character development was good. I liked everything about it. I liked all the characters. I thought every character was well fleshed out. Uh, we really got to know them before shit hit the fan. And I liked the fact that the three um, the three kids had a a good relationship. Like they didn't waste time with them, like infighting and stuff like that. Like they didn't hate each other. Like they had a good relationship. So you you bought into the bond they had. So when stuff started hitting the fan, you you know they felt the the fear and stuff and how much they cared for each other. I liked the fact that. We didn't waste time on bullshit family drama. Like they were just a unit, and once stuff hit the fan, they they tried to stick together. Yeah, it didn't work. And when when Danny tried. when Danny's about to die and looks at I think it's Cassie and apologizes, right? I was like, oh man, that 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 shit hit because it was like you could tell Danny in that moment was like, this is my fault. Like finally taking accountability and being like, I'm sorry this happened. Like mm -hmm. it's my fault. And. Yeah. uh yeah, the siblings cared about each other. I, I dug it, but I don't know, Christian, what'd you think? Same with y'all. It's like 
they they really couldn't have made a better decision with going into the new movies with a more serious tone and 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 driving it with just not only the the person that's probably the best for the role because they could easily get like a name or somebody in these movies if they wanted to, but whoever like the best person for the job and taking it like it's not a money doesn't make Evil Dead. That's pretty clear. You gotta just do it full fledged and you've got to have Sam Raimi's involvement and like with Bruce Campbell. He's in a lot of bad movies, but he's still good. He's got that X factor, right? That just makes him, you love him in whatever he's in. Uh, he's done some crap, but like he's always good in those movies because he's got that X factor. But these new movies, it's like, dude, they they had to go, they went in the other direction. And yeah, I, th- I was going to say earlier, it's like, dude, if you, the reason the movie made was like so good to me was really the setup for when the mom gets, she, when the mom gets caught up in the elevator. And if, cause if, if you don't feel the connection there, dude, you don't give a rat's ass about the movie, I think. So to talk about crucial and uh, yeah, all of them, the, I, I, there's nobody in the movie that was just like, you know, eh, everybody, I even, I even like, um, um, damn it. I don't remember the people's names, but like the neighboring people. Of the hotel, the old man, I say the old man, but the guy with the gun, like they did all those characters right too, you know, no, this, dude, I still like 13 better, but I think that the mom in this one may be the best performance out of the series. She might be. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sh- and uh, one interesting thing about this movie that almost no movie does nowadays this movie was shot chronologically. They shot it as it like went on the page. So it, it was, I think it adds something to what's happening too, as you're watching these scenes and, and the, the actress, Lily Sullivan, who plays Beth said the same thing. And she said, when you get to the end where that third act, where everything is just batshit insane, it was easier to play that because we shot chronologically. So like, it's been building up to this point. We're getting covered in blood. Shit's happening to us. So by the time we're basically like, fuck this, it really feels like, fuck this. Like, I, yeah, I, I, I thought that was really cool. Lee Cronin said they only had a day to do the elevator sequence. And um, if they messed it up more than one time, they were only going to have like two tries at it. And if they didn't get it after two tries, they were not going to be able to afford to do it again. And mm. he said, luckily, they got it on the first try. So, like, damn, they, they, yeah, they didn't even have to worry about it. But he was like, I, I see a lot of people, I, when some people have complained, they've called it a shining ripoff. If anything, I thought it was an homage because I, I think it made sense. Like, absolutely. Like, they, how else is the elevator that's broken going to get down? Like, I thought it was a really unique way to get them down to the ground level. Like, I don't know. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I mean, a ripoff is when you take the, I think, when you take the actual premise of an entire movie and just rip it off, right? But when you do something so blatant, I say blatant, but when you do something that clearly triggers a memory from another film in a scene, that's that's like paying respect, if you will, to a classic. So I don't, yeah. It's a wink. It's a nod. It is. It's something for fans to be like, oh, fuck, yeah. And it makes you, if anything, I think it makes horror fans feel a little bit more connected to the film, too, when stuff like that happens. So I loved all that stuff. And, um, 
Yeah, dude. The elevator scene was fucking insane. Mm. That poor woman. <laughs> that fucking poor woman, dude. Uh, I thought this was an interesting question. What's better, Scream 6 or Evil Dead Rise for best horror film so far this year? Oh. Dude, to me, Evil Dead Rise is way more fun than Scream 6. Scream 6 has already say, worn off a little bit for me. I was going to say... If you would have asked me right after I got out of Evil Dead Rise, I probably would have said Scream 6. But like Christian's saying, the more we talk about this movie and the more I sit with it, the more I like it. So I'm probably going to take Evil Dead Rise. Yeah, to me, it's like, dude, Evil Dead. It's fucking Evil Dead Rise to me. Uh, Brandon, you've seen Scream um, 6. <laughs> Guys, I just want everybody to know when those leaks happened <laughs> for Scream 6. Brandon went out of his way to go find the leaks. I'll find them next time. Too. I will <laughs> he was find like, them next time. he was like, I gotta know. Yeah, it's like, what are you doing, to. man? You're gonna ruin it. And then you said, "Fuck this movie." Yeah. That's the stupidest setting I've ever seen. And then you yeah, go yeah. to the movie, and you're like, I don't know. I thought I actually liked it. Yeah, what can I say? Now I love it. Um, <laughs> it makes no sense. Uh, right now, I'm still a Scream Six guy over Evil Dead, but I just oh, saw get Evil the Dead fuck yesterday. Out of here! I Brandon. just saw you yesterday. Son so of a bitch! It might grow. No, I think Scream Six was just. Scream 6 was infectiously entertaining, man. No, Not that Evil Dead wasn't, but like the third act of Scream 6 didn't... I didn't have an issue with it really as much as I did with the Evil Dead Rise. Not that I have a huge issue with it, but like... I don't know. Right now, it's, I'm still Scream 6. That might change. I just saw the movie yesterday, so we'll see. Okay, I, I want to ask you guys because I, I can tell you my thought process as this was happening. As the ending is coming... And you see the wood chipper there and you see the fucking spider creature, you know, what? And, and, and Beth has a chainsaw. We know we're about to have the hero moment. Like we, mm -hmm. we know that. And I was sitting in the theater literally going, there's no way you're going to top 2013. I already no. know that, but can you make it good? Like, can it be good enough? And all the problems aside from what you guys might have had um, about the third act of Evil Dead Rise, um, I think that the line, the delivery of it, and the choice of where to put the chainsaw was perfect. I loved the uh, only my sister gets to call me that. And then mm -hmm. the chainsaw down into the top of the head and then the body being blood being spewed everywhere with just the head remaining still talking shit to Beth before she just pushes it into the wood chipper. I, I was happy. I was satisfied because I'm telling you, I got scared in that moment right before she gives the line and puts the chainsaw on the head. I said, what are you going to do here? Is this going to be fucking corny? And I thought it was good. It's not 2013, but it was good. Yeah. I, I I'm, I'm pretty much with you. You know, it's like, but I don't know what the fuck you could have done to level up. I thought the um, she was. Oh, guys, Chris, I'm gonna cut you off. No, you're good. I was gonna say, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I can't tell you what ending would have been better besides the mom just laying waste to everybody. She was so good. So ending's not bad to me either. It's just mm. anything would have been downhill. I think anything. Did you guys think the building was gonna collapse at the end? Because that's what I thought was gonna happen. I thought we were gonna get to like an aftershock, and this way too expensive. Was as way too expensive, Brandon. <laughs> I can't afford that could, it. That could have been done with a good CG. Uh, maybe. I don't know. 
What was the budget of the movie? Fifteen million. Oh, not no, Brandon, no. And that was a Netflix movie, right? How the fuck did they pull that off theatrical? No, HBO Max. HBO Max. Well, I mean, it was, it wasn't initially an H. It it was a Warner Brothers movie, and then with Warner Brothers trying to do everything day and date, it fell into that category. They were like, hey, we're gonna just put this on HBO Max, not even get a theatrical release, and it was just doing so well at the test screenings that. Mm-hmm. Ramey and Lee Cronin and a lot of people involved were going to Warner Brothers saying, we have to put this in theaters. Like, we have to. And looks like it's going to pay off because it's tracking to make anywhere from 23 to 28 million this weekend, which would be, if it's on the higher end of that, it'd be the biggest opening of of, uh, of the series. So, I mean, it's Fuck you're going to make your budget back double in one week. One weekend. Yeah. So that's, that's insane. Good. I'm glad it I'm glad it didn't go streaming. Not that that would have been terrible, but like it's Evil Dead should stay theatrical for as long as it can. It brings a prestige to it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and it makes me kind of wish that they would have made Renfield straight to streaming too, because I'm just so sad that, that movie's taking a fucking bath, man. Nobody's so, going to see it. Yeah, but Christian, here's the thing. That movie was never gonna get a sequel realistically, and it exists still. So it's like it, you know, it might not be doing well, but it happened. They spent the money on it. You yeah. got to see it. So yeah, but I, I guess what I was wanting because this was Universal again trying to reboot those Universal monster characters, um, and it's like the mummy all over again, right? Uh, but at the at the at the po- one positive is there's that movie, The Last Voyage of the Demeter, that Universal is actually putting out this summer. That is the the boat ride from Dracula that I can't wait to see. Um, it just sucks, you know, it, 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 it bums me out, you know, when there's a movie you really love and you want to champion so much and nobody, <laughs> nobody's going to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? Look, I'm not going to be bitter about it. I'm so glad evil dead rise is making money. Like it's fucking incredible that it's, it's just slaying it's opening weekend. Like I'm not surprised, man. It's like, I'm not surprised. And I think these movies, the word of mouth is what gives it that extra 10 to 15% too. Probably the same way Scream 6 was, right? Because I don't think a lot of people probably thought, besides Nick, that is, because and he called it, but like this movie that Scream 6 was going to be bigger than Scream 5. Like it, typically it doesn't do that. There's only a few instances like Elm Street where every goddamn sequel up till five just kept making more money. It's, it just it's doesn't simply- happen. It's simply just because I follow box office trends and news way too much. That's the only reason I I knew. But there's no way to know. It's not a perfect science. But I could just tell with the social media chatter for Scream 6, it was was bigger than Scream 5. And I just, in Jenna Ortega was bigger now. And I was like, that's going to do better than the last one. And then Evil Dead Rise, I just knew because... Kudos to Warner Brothers. We got to give it to them. Not only did they pull their HBO Max plans and put it in theaters, they put money into the marketing. I mean, you're seeing this everywhere. YouTube, billboards, TV commercials, they're putting it out there. So they're telling people, hey, there's a new Evil Dead movie. Go see it. Unlike, you know, let's be honest, Universal didn't market Renfield at all. At all. Like, we got the day the trailer came out, you know, horror Twitter was like, oh, cool. Here's the trailer. That was it. How many ads did you see for it? How many, like, you just didn't. And, it's, and you, you it, have it's, to spend money. You it's have not to a good trailer. Money. It's not a good trailer either. I'll be honest with you. It made the movie look like a superhero movie. It's not a superhero movie, right? But I think that trailer probably turned a lot of people off. 
if yeah. I'm being honest. I mean, you you've got you you have to spend money to make it, and Evil Dead knew, Warner Brothers knew we market this movie putting Ellie front and center, Dead-Eye Ellie front and center. That th those lines of dialogue and that imagery is going to make people go, that looks fucking creepy, and I want to see that. Right, and uh, it worked. Yep. Um, anything else about Evil Dead? I've just got a few extra things I want to talk about after that. Anything else, uh, gentlemen? Uh, uh, there was one other thing I wanted to touch on. Real quick, what, what do you think about that? Uh, this, thank you for the $2 super chat from uh, Bronson Wright Wolf. What are your thoughts on Vampire in Brooklyn? We are, of course, talking about the Eddie Murphy uh Wes Craven film, right? That's Wes Craven. Mm -hmm. uh, not Wes Craven's finest moment. Uh, I wouldn't call it Eddie Murphy's finest moment. If I'm going to watch a silly horror comedy movie about Eddie, I don't know if you call it a horror comedy, but I, I wouldn't go to Vampire in Brooklyn. I'd go to The Haunted Mansion. Do you guys remember The Haunted Mansion? I love that yes. movie. I fucking love The Haunted Mansion. It's so bad, but it's so good. It is. Uh, I give Vampire Brooklyn thumbs in the middle, though, Bronson. I have the Scream Factory Blu-ray for it. Thumbs in the middle. Thank you very much. Okay, I, I the the last thing I wanted to just ask you guys, and I and I think this is why this movie edges out Scream Six for me this year, and I, and I liked it in Scream Six because it fits Scream's tone of you know the campy meta self-aware slasher. All the plot armor was funny and yada yada, but. Uh, Evil Dead Rise, I was worried. And I said in my review, I was worried going into this that there, these kids were safe. Nobody was safe in this movie, and I loved that. Like, guys, we already said spoilers. Three of the four in the immediate family that live in that apartment die. That's awesome. Because watching those trailers, you're probably thinking, none of the kids are going to die. You know, maybe neighbors will die and blah, blah, blah. But the kids and Beth are going to survive. no. That family gets ripped to shreds. That was my biggest thing, dude, was the kids. I agree. And, dude, two out of three ain't nothing to, like, I can't complain, man. I wanted all the kids to die. But as I'm watching the movie, I was just like, somebody, you know, goddamn, is somebody going to live here? I agree, totally. That, that was the biggest hump. And it, it was a risk that paid off. I'm surprised we haven't seen any kind of, like, backlash. Like, this film was way too harsh. Man, kids are dying, you know? I say kill kids in movies. Like, what's the big deal? It's fucking cinema, you know what I mean? It wasn't even just those two that they killed. They killed the neighbor kid, ripped his arms off. <laughs> yeah, from the, you saw it out of the yeah. people. <laughs> that poor kid was like, ah! Mm -hmm. <laughs> Brandon, are you okay with them kids, kids, bro? Yeah. Are you okay with kids dying in cinema, Brandon? Tabata? Uh, I guess it depends on the context. What? Little tiny kids and babies and stuff. I just don't want to see that stuff. You damn snowflake! Let the kids die in cinema, you son of a bitch. Like seeing it's weird because like Engage and the original Pet Cemetery didn't bother me. When the girl got hit by the truck in the new version, that kind of bothered me. Maybe that's because Isabella was new at the time. Yes, or you have like a daughter, that. and it fucked with you. And I have a son, so Gage fucks with me hard. Yeah, that's probably it. You know, it's just um, I don't want to see. I don't know. That's why I never saw that fucking what is it called? That um, uh, that uh, per, a Persian film or what the fuck was that movie called? I never saw it. Uh, a Serbian, a, Serb film? a Serbian film. Yeah, I heard about that fucked up shit, and I was like, I don't want to. Have watch you guys that stuff. seen that? Have you guys seen a Serbian film? No, I'm not going to see it. Probably. See, y'all people kill me. It, like this dude, you've got to watch this fucking movie. I love a Serbian film. I'm I I I unironically love that movie. 
It doesn't give a fuck. Okay. We've got to do that movie on the show. I, 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 I seriously, unironically, it is a, and when people hear the title, they probably think, what the fuck is this? Like some homemade. No, this is a big production film. It looks beautiful. It's, I mean, dude, it's a well-made film. It's just super intense. I need people to watch this film. You've got to. I love isn't a Serbian there, film. Isn't there a scene where like the corpse of an infant is getting like sexually vandalized or something like that? I'm not going to spoil anything about a Serbian film. Oh, God. I'm yeah, not going to spoil that. anything. I love that movie. My attorney friend says the same thing. He's like, you got to see it. I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch that shit, man. Dude, it's... That'll, that'll put me in a bad headspace. You know what I mean? I can watch real footage of guys getting beheaded. But here's the thing. It's so it's so over the top, though. I think it's funny, the movie. It's so <laughs> over the top. Think of the worst thing you could do to a kid. Serbian film says, I'm going to go I'm gonna go above that. Dude, Serbian <laughs> films had some good Blu-ray releases. Unearth, Unearth Films Brandon, put out Brandon, a great release his, of that. His opinion on so many movies is going to change once he has a kid. Like, it just, <laughs> it's going to. Very well may be, but, dude, I'm just saying. Like, I yeah, love Serbian yeah. film. Um, all right, that's it, Christian. Now, whatever you want to talk about. So, I want to go back, uh, and just talk about the rest of the year. Um, hold on, we got a five dollar super chat from uh Saturn Video, and he actually says, Here's my vote for a Serbian film commentary. You have to do it now. I would love to. I mean, I I would I would absolutely love I I would I would love for Nick to watch that. I mean, Christian show. Christian calls the shots, so if he says we're doing it, we're gonna do it. But here's this would be the this would be if you're listening, like let's say, because I have a few people that tell me they listen when they're going to work on the podcasts and or they're listening uh when they're exercising or in the gym. This would be the audio of Serbian film. Oh, oh God. Oh, like that would be in your ear the whole time. Like Nick's reaction or what the fuck? That's all you'd be hearing. But I, I you would hear me cackling like a, like a hyena. Uh, but it would be a great commentary. And I guarantee you it would do fucking numbers, dude. It would do fucking numbers. Um, Really quick, let's give them a, a clip we haven't played yet. Ah, fuck that. Let's give them, let's give them the Chucky one. Now this, this opening this opening credit sequence is great, Christian. Probably one of the best parts about this movie. I don't know if I'm being sarcastic or not. It's doll semen. Uh, is that really what that is? Yeah, no, yeah, that's semen. I'm fucking over the moon that General Mills is giving us Chucky beating it. What can you say? You said play a clip we haven't used yet. You have a you have a clip yeah, you're, you you're holding more? on to. There, there's. I don't have a one we haven't used yet. I was okay. think I thought I did. I guess I don't. I need to make I'm gonna make more again, but oh yay. Uh but Dude, when you have like a 90 minute collection, you should string a whole movie together of with no context of just Brandon, these weird ass clips. 20 bucks says one of the next ones he makes is to me talking about fucking font. <laughs> I you see, I thought that'd have been too on the nose. I was going to. Maybe people were expecting that. Uh, Bryden, Bryden Curry says, Christian, you look the type of guy who has a hairy ass. I'm so serious. <laughs> you, uh, well, let's find out real quick. Um, no, for real. I want to I want to say I got a random thing I want to talk about with you guys. Me and Nick have talked about this movie a thousand times, but I want to fucking talk about it for a few minutes again. Um, so. Uh, Insidious, the red door. Uh, I'm. That trailer made me really excited about it. I know Nick's excited. Brandon, did you see the trailer? And what are your thoughts? Are you burnt out on Insidious? Or are you ready for more? Um, the trailer looks good. I liked all those. I like all those actors in that movie. 
Um, I liked Insidious 1 to an extent. I've only seen it one time. It was decent. Uh, I've seen Insidious 2. I wasn't a huge fan of that film. Uh, not really sure why. I'd have to watch it again to even remind myself what happens. But I never saw the third film. So there's only three of them, right? Before actually, this one. I actually thought they got better. No, there's four. The fourth is one there? is a banger. Well, I haven't four, seen the I haven't seen fourth three or one's four my then. fourth one's low key my favorite. Okay, yeah, I've only seen one and two. So I need to I need to catch up. I did like the trailer though, the red door. They look pretty cool. Yeah. The fourth one's like low key my favorite, dude. I'm glad I that Lynn the- Lin Shea is kind of low-key the uh, the figurehead of that whole franchise, and it's pretty cool. She's money. You She's would like money. the fourth one then because it's her story. It's her origin story. Oh, nice. Yeah. And that's I'll Lee Winnell, right? Lee Winnell is uh, the uh, one of the paranormal investigator yes. guys that yeah. works for him. He, he directed the third one. He did. And he wrote the new one, it looked like, on the trailer when I was watching it, like written by Lee, Lee Winnell, directed by the Patrick guy whatever his name is so dude that we're in good hands if if lee winnell wrote this movie he is dude he's solid as a rock you know um i loved his uh invisible man dude i was 99 sure i was gonna hate that movie and i was like dude this movie is fucking amazing it's great uh, i love yeah. invisible man um uh is there before we talk about this one more movie is there anything else that you guys uh uh, are excited for this year that's coming out that you could think Dude. of. I mean, I've already mentioned the last Demeter. I've mentioned socks. Uh, Do it now. Socks. S saw ten saw X. Oh, that's genius. When are we gonna get a trailer for that? Like, what's going on? Is it is it not? Is it too early or what? Yeah, Fourth of July. I would say July. Yeah. Dude, this one's gonna be fucking amazing. Watch. You motherfuckers that are like, uh, fuck saw, watch, goddammit. No, this good. one's gonna be good. I hope good. it's good. This, I hope it's so good it kickstarts good. another year by year thing. Dude, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, people that have that have seen footage and, and, and seen the script in the industry, I've seen multiple people talk in the know say, This is really good. This is gonna be really good. Like if you like the the quote I read was that somebody that has seen the script said if you're a fan of saw one through three you're really gonna like this movie mm-hmm. so yeah oh, sign dude. me the fuck up and then the next one brandon's gonna be saw 11 jigsaw takes manhattan uh, yeah <laughs> it's gonna be on a ferry rebuild him as a fucking robot take the series <laughs> fr- paranormal i don't care um chris call with a two dollar super chat dead and buried casual commentary dude i love that movie thank you so much for two dollar super chat let's give you a quick one this fucking fantastic give it a second it's lagging for some reason oh i saw it it played Christian. okay yeah, it played. okay i'm sorry i guess it's just like like i don't know why no, it, like, Christian, was... your your internet's doing something wonky here and they're like you're going slow and then catching up yeah like my video catches up my audio i don't know what that's about yeah. um anyway uh dude so me and Sydney have been rewatching uh, some horror films over the last 10, 12 years, right? And if I was going to like put a stamp on one of the best fucking horror movies from 2000 to 2023, I would take a bullet on this statement. Dude, fucking Insidious is way better than like 90% of the shit out there from 2000 to 2023 that movie is so fucking good i'm not even a big fan of what's his face 
Like, dude, I'm hit and miss with with Ethan Hawke so much. But Insidious the, oh, is sinister. so sinister, sinister. Sorry, Insidious and sin, in sinister, Sidious, whatever. Sinister is so goddamn good. I get, I, 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 I'm, I'm like fucking amped up about it. How good it is. And I love the second. I need to rewatch the second one because I know I love that one. But I rewatched Sinister again like five or six days ago. And dude, why is that movie so fucking good? I don't understand it. And why is there only two of them? Like that's bullshit, right? Like I fucking love Sinister. That shit's creepy as fuck. That's just, I just need to say that. Like, I fucking yeah. love that movie. No, Sinister, Sinister rules, but I'm telling you, I think the second one's better. I I do. I And I think that, and I know I'm in the minority, like nobody's going to agree with that, but Sinister 2 focused on the kids, which is what it's about. And it had the rats. So I, I, I feel like I'd give the edge to Sinister 2. But yeah, they're both awesome. And you made that joke about Insidious and Sinister. Blumhouse was going to do that crossover. They were going to do in Sinister. It was a real thing. Um, Bagul. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I agree. I agree. Those movies rule. They really do. And it's like, bro, we talked about this with Happy Death Day. It's like, so the first movie does gangbusters. The second movie doesn't do as well. But it still makes like $60 million on a on a minuscule budget. So, you know, they made... 20 30 million in pure profit but you know what we made less so let's just stop while we're ahead and that's what they did it's like but why it was still very profitable yeah but it I wasn't know. as profitable i know it dude i don't know i mean when we look at blumhouse what do you think is like their best outing over the last 10 or 15 years you know what you i mean like when you, you don't want to ask me that question no i do i, I really do because you know, I poke fun at, I don't like Jason Blum really pisses me off. And honestly, he's still like the, the, the comments he made about paranormal activity next of kin is such bullshit and like childish crap. And I would take next of kin over a number of Blumhouse movies, to be honest with you. But if, when I, when you look back at like, what's some of the best stuff that they've done, I mean, if, what do you, I, mean, if, I, I would say insidious is right up there. I'd say, Sinister is right up there. And uh I'd say Happy Death Day is right up there. I was I was floored by Happy Death Day. I hated yeah, I that trailer that. back in 2017. I hated the trailer. I thought it looked stupid. And I watched it at home like a year later after it came out and I loved that movie. Um you know, I'm just going to throw my hat in the ring. Halloween Ends. I really 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 liked Halloween Ends, but um as far as original ideas go, yeah, I think Insidious, Sinister, and Happy Death Day are probably their high water marks for me. Yeah, I think I'd go with this Sinister one or two. I gotta rewatch the second. I know I love the second one. I saw that one in the theater. I didn't see the first one in the theater, but Dude, I saw the, the second one. I love it. Mom is so hot in the second one. It's yeah, just so hot. Um, I'd say I'd I'd go with the Sinister movies, Brandon. I I know you don't like Halloween Ends. But what do you the love? List of Blumhouse because we're talking about Blumhouse films in general, right? Like I've I haven't seen a lot of it of his stuff. Um, no, Christian Lords of Salem is a Blumhouse film. I know. It? I saw somebody in the comments say that it, it wouldn't be in my top five. I don't. No, I, like I take that back. Lot, it probably would. What am I saying? Top five, yeah, top five Blumhouse for sure. Do that. Uh, <laughs> Halloween Kills is Halloween Kills has got to be my favorite Blumhouse out of the small pool of films I've seen. 
it's got to be Halloween Kills. I love the fucking Black Phone. That's Blumhouse, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and obviously Lords of Salem. I didn't know that was a Blumhouse movie. That must have been an early one, I'm assuming. Relatively, yeah, 2013. Yeah, it was. It was a very low key thing. Like they gave Rob a few million dollars. And they were like, "Go do your thing." It, yeah, they didn't market it or anything. Invisible Man would be pretty high up there too. Uh huh. That'd be pretty high up there. I'm trying to think of like what some of the shittier ones though. Like I really fucking can't stand uh, uh, that movie Fantasy Island. That was terrible. I hated that. Never saw um, I don't know. They have a lot of middle of the road stuff. Oh, I got to be honest with you. When I heard Matthew Lillard was was hired for uh, uh, what's that movie coming out? The Five Pizza Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was kind of like, okay, Matthew Lillard's in this. Yeah, I'm excited now. Cause I like him. So like, I, I'm down to see that, but it's just weird. Right. Because that game, I remember when it came out like 2015, 16, dude, it was fucking gigantic. Like why, why are they making the movie now though? Like that's weird to me. Cause that was such a big deal. And now I feel like it's yesterday's news, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I never played the game. I, I don't know anything about it aside from it's like a cracked out Chuck E. Cheese. It's well, it's like it's a suspenseful game, and like it's got ju- it's like a jump scare game, and you're yeah. in like a dark. It's Willy's Wonderland, is what it is. Yeah, that's like verbatim kind of what it is, to be honest with you. So, I don't know. Uh, I did rewatch Black Phone the other day, and I think that's one of the better titles from Blumhouse too. To be honest with you, I've got I've still got uh, preferences I'd have for that film, but when you look at it as a just like. You take a step back. It's like, no, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't have anything else. Uh, if anybody's got anything else to add, let it rip. Otherwise, we'll start wrapping things up. Thank you to the chat, by the way. We had a great show tonight. Uh, people were on my ass tonight more so than Nick's, man. About what? Uh, pretty much like um, Army of Darkness. Um which I love it. I'm not. I'm not complaining. I loved it. I'm an idiot because Army of Darkness is my favorite. Uh, Sinister is not that good. <laughs> so, dude, I was. They were on me tonight. I loved it. I, I seen loved Sinister. It. I need. I need to watch that movie. Oh, oh it's Brandon, fucking badass. Brandon, Brandon, Brandon would like Sinister. I know dude, you would like Sinister. You know, um, a, a few years ago, Howling Horror Nights had a house, a Blumhouse house, and Sinister, I think, was one of the small little rooms in it. Had the guy with the whatever the fuck he's called, dude. He's fucking terrifying. Big ghoul, dude. There's a shot of this home video. It scares the fuck out of me. There's this home video shot of Bagul standing up in a fucking pool on like in the pool, and it fucks with me. It like, dude, it fucks with me, and his head is shaped like a triangle, dude. I don't know. It it kills me. Um. It kills me. I love that movie. But anyway, uh, thank you everybody for uh, having a good night with her and ju- taking the night with us. Talk about Evil Dead Rise and some other stuff. Um, we're this is episode ninety five. I th- I think we had something. Oh, do we have anything planned for a hundred? Yeah, I thought we were gonna get naked and um, look each other in the eyes as we jerk off. <laughs> I'm totally fine with doing a shirtless episode for one hundred. I don't care. No, I thought you would. I thought we talked about months ago getting Lee and Piz on 100. That's right, we did. Yeah, we'll book that. That's what we're gonna do. It'll be a big old thing. Maybe we'll make it live if if everybody if all of our if all of our. I know why my computer is lagging. My internet's solid I, as a rock, but I, I have, have to update laptop. my computer. 
I will have a new laptop for the next episode. Perfect. Uh, oh, also, Nick, people are sick and tired of the commentaries. Apparently, they're they're ready for a uh, bullshit show. Um, so we need to do that, I guess. Um, I thought that I love doing the movie episodes because once people actually realize what they're about, you know, yeah, it's like, they oh, they bu- it is a bullshit episode. It's a bullshit background episode. noise. Dude, I I forgot what episode it was. I was like, sometimes I'll listen back to the shows on Spotify and I'll see. I'll listen. Be like, okay, how can we improve the show or blah, blah, blah. And I think what works is the or- the organicness of it and just not editing a goddamn thing and making it real, even when stuff fucks up. Uh, I forgot. I clicked on one episode on Spotify and I, just, I forgot what movie it was, but I went like 25, 30 minutes in. And th- as soon as it started playing, Nick was ordering Taco Bell. That's what I heard on the episode. And I was like, this shit's hysterical. <laughs> like, this shit is fucking hysterical. And then yeah, you, just, that was... you hear me cackle. <laughs> That's a blast cackling. from the past, man. That's uh, when I was still married. That's how long ago that was. Yeah. Shit. That was a while back. Good, good mm-hmm. stuff, though. But, uh, Brandon, thank you for joining us, dude. I'm glad. Um, I told Nick, like, dude, you got to start fucking watching shit. I was giving Nick shit. I was like, Nick, go see these goddamn movies. You're almost as bad as Brandon. The only movie was Renfield. I wanted wanted you to see it. I hadn't seen Renfield, and apparently I'm just not. No, we we were talking about M. Night's movies, and I was like, have you seen Oh, because they look like shit. I know, but I I, I wanted you to watch it. You might like them. They're like, like, Movie Watch Daily, Justin was like, dude, uh, I liked, uh, you know, M. Night's. Oh, speaking of Movie Watch Daily. Dude, this Bo is afraid. People are so fucking irate about this goddamn movie. And he told me, he like, he's like, I was like, did you like it? He's like, dude, I don't know. It's like this, but it's kind of like this. But then you, then it has this in it. I was like, so do you like it or not? He's like, I, I, I just don't know. <laughs> and then people are like pissed off at this goddamn movie. Like, what is what is Bo is afraid? It's I'm Ari not- and and Joaquin Phoenix. What's how can this be bad? That's what I'm thinking in my head, right? But I, I haven't seen it, so what do I know? It's just it's insane to me. But that mindset, I think, is the problem. Christian, not that you have that mindset, that that is the mindset that comes to you when you think of Ari Aster and A24, that the the people that live in that echo chamber have built it up that A24 can do no wrong and Ari Aster can do no wrong. And if you didn't like the movie, you just didn't get it. You're not smart enough. You're not. And that's just not always the case, guys. Sometimes movies just really aren't that good. And you can pull whatever message and metaphor and symbolism out of a movie like you really can. But like sometimes narratively, it just doesn't work. Now, I haven't seen Bo is Afraid, but I think that people that are going at people's throats for not liking it. It's just like, I mean, maybe it just wasn't that good. Like, I, I don't know. Um, or maybe it just didn't resonate with them. But yeah, I, I will tell you one thing. I didn't need Bo is Afraid's discourse for me to start not liking Ari Aster. I, I started to not like Ari Aster after Midsummer. I loved Hereditary, and I thought Midsummer is one of the most pretentious movies I've ever seen in my life. I just yeah, I love Midsummer. I, I, it's not bad. <laughs> like I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even say it was bad i was just like this is your follow-up to hereditary and i feel like every other shot is you just like whacking yourself off and i just i it just a pretension for i mean being polarizing for the sake of polarization is pretentious as fuck and i just don't get behind that i really don't like i just can't do that and i think that this movie from what i've heard i haven't seen it 
But this movie is him doubling down on that polarization. And, and I think he's saying like, oh, you think I'm polarizing? Watch this. And I think being a filmmaker and having that mindset is, I don't know. I don't know if that's the mindset you should have. It's almost mm -hmm. like the Black Christmas director, 2019. Well, then my movie's not for you. I didn't make this for you. Shouldn't you be making film that could be accessible to anyone? I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Skinnamarink is starting this new thing of like non-narrative, non-plot movies. <laughs> like maybe that's what it is now. I don't know. I, 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 like I said, I just want to say before anybody comes for me in the live chat or in the comments, I have not seen the movie. I'm not saying it's good or bad. But I'm just saying that if it is true that this movie is super fucking weird and out there, it seems like it is Ari Aster's way of saying, you guys think I'm polarizing, but you ain't seen nothing yet. And I feel like that is just like, really, though? Do we, do we have to do that? Like, that's like Rob Zombie after Rob Zombie's Halloween Christian going, oh, really? You didn't like that? Well, how about in Halloween 2, we talk about titty fucking 15 strippers instead of just one, huh? How about we say skull fuck 15 times instead of just one? You know what I mean? Like, sometimes it's okay to take criticism. Yeah, know? yeah. And there's there's a big chance that Hereditary, it's it could be all downhill from here. Which, if I made Hereditary, dude, I would retire. I would never direct again. And I'd just do the convention circuit for the next 30 years. That's what I would do. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to go see Bo's Grand Theater. What about you, Brandon? What do you think of Ari Aster? I haven't seen those. <laughs> um, I haven't seen Hereditary. <laughs> you son of a bitch! You dirty oh. son of a bitch! Yeah, um, I haven't seen Hereditary. I have only seen bits and pieces of Midsummer. Uh, and I haven't seen this fucking booze afraid thing. So <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to tell you guys about it. I have hereditary on Blu-ray. I have it. I own it. Fucking watch it. I almost bought midsummer from target for five bucks the other day. And I didn't don't, but yeah, um, you say five bucks. I think, I think Brandon might like midsummer. I've seen like the, I've seen the shocking scenes for them. Like the gore looks really fucking good. And like the is, but I just haven't seen the whole movie. Well, Midsummer is terrifying if your idea of terrifying is old people naked. That mm -hmm. then it'll scare the shit out of you. Yeah. But that doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Dude, watch Hereditary for real. Hereditary is like the um I don't know. It's almost like the exorcist of this era. It's just dude, it's insane how good it it's is. One of the few movies that lived up to the hype. I didn't watch it until two years after it came out because I was scared it wouldn't live up to the hype. I avoided it. I was like, everybody's talking about this movie. There's no way it can be that good. And when I watched it, I was like, yeah, it's that good. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's good, dude. Yeah, I've seen the uh, the decapitation sequence, but I haven't seen why it. Are you why are you doing this, Brandon? You search out spoilers. You watch clips from movies and don't watch yeah. these movies. You, just, like, you ruined the best you part of that movie for yourself. When I it's watched weird. that movie for the first time, I crapped my pants. The last, figuratively. The last 10 years, if a movie doesn't like, if I'm not gripped by the trailer for whatever reason, I just don't, I don't, I don't feel the need to go to the theater and seek it out, which kind of sucks. I'm missing all kinds of good stuff, I'm sure. But um, yeah, I mean, I'll watch it eventually, but I don't have that like pressing feeling to watch it for some reason. Maybe I'm just Brian. old and folded. I don't know. Brian, you're I don't know. You're killing me, Brandon. <laughs> I'm just old and folded. 
I go through swing. Now here's the truth. I go through swings where I, I'm, I'm so into checking out new films and finding stuff that's going to rock my world. And other times I want to watch return of living dead Two every day. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. right now I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to, I'm so excited to check out new films. Like I'm all about it. So well, we're um, in such a good era now too, that I haven't really been disappointed lately. So I'm getting that hype is sort of coming back. You know what I mean? Um, you just wait till the exorcist buddy. Oh God, dude. Uh, I, horror... I got a stack of shelves. I got a shelf full of Blu-rays up there. I need to watch unopened I'm actually, stuff. So I'm, I'm actually like a year for the exorcist. I feel like everybody is, but me, <laughs> I really quick horror collector. 87 says, watch the sacrament 2013 from West instead of midsummer. That's my favorite mm -hmm. Ty West movie. This it's a hundred times better than Midsummer, Brandon. Yeah. It's the Jim Jones story because Ty West I've, can. Oh man, I have it, seen. Dude, he can tell that gripping story in an hour and forty minutes, where Ari Aster needs three hours. No, mm -hmm. I love the Sacrament. I I'd, I'd say the Sacrament is better than Midsummer to me. They're not the I've same seen, movie, but I love the Sacrament so much. I've seen scenes from that movie. <sighs> of course you have. Of course you're, you have. You know, Brandon, you're a son of a bitch. <laughs> it does it does look pretty fucking intense but i have seen scenes from that movie it's good i and it's yeah. found footage so i love it yeah I, I do want to see that for sure that's on my list dude i i i don't know if excited is the word for the exorcist but like i'm like i have no fucking clue what to expect from david gordon green anymore i so like i'm i am like ready just to see it because I don't know where the fuck he's going. You know what I mean? So I'll tell you what I'm excited about. Well, relatively excited. And I wasn't a huge fan of the first film. I think I've told you guys this before. And this isn't really a horror film either. But I'm actually getting kind of excited about Joker, Folia Do, or however you say that. Oh, my fucking that. God, bro. I literally like, get rock hard when I think about it. Like, that. everything I've seen looks great. Gaga looks cool as Harley Quinn. Like, him without, like, him with, like, the minimal makeup looks fucking awesome. I'm like, this looks pretty damn good. And I'm not a huge fan of the first film at all. But this movie, it. I'm like, I'm, I'm really, it's on my radar for sure. Yeah, no, I, when they announced that Lady Gaga was Harley Quinn, I was like, perfect fucking casting like for that universe i think it's perfect casting because that mm. harley quinn is going to be a mentally deranged like lunatic and i'm a yes yes yeah, i hope it's good and i don't think it's going to be a musical i think there'll be like one or two things where she sings or something i don't think it's going to be a straight I, musical it was either joaquin or todd phillips that actually said that in an interview that was like it's not a musical in the way you're thinking it is mm. like it that's being hyped up to it's not actually that way I think it's going to play into the story. It's two crazy people locked up in an asylum. Like, you know, like I think that the musical numbers or singing or whatever could literally just be part of their delusion. I don't know. That one's all y'all. I love Lady Gaga, though. Brandon Froze. Uh, so anyway, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, we had a lively chat. We had a healthy crowd. We really appreciate it. Um, you know, when, when we have hiccups, we deal with it and we, we make it work. So we did. Um, so I want to say, go see evil dead rise. If you have not, uh, let us know your thoughts down below if you have, and, um, just be excited. We still, it's going to be a good year, I think for movies. And I think the, the best movie of the year possibly has yet to happen so far. So, uh, there could be some really great shit coming out pretty soon. So I'm excited about that. So thank you guys. We love you.
Brandon said, I got too many movies to watch, so I'm leaving. Uh, we will see you guys on the next Unita. Take care. Penis. <laughs>